Welcome to IdeaGen TV. Today we are excited to have with us Esteban Olivares, Dean of Academics and Head of New University Partnerships at Summer Discovery and the Summer Institute for the Gifted. Esteban, welcome. Thank you, George. Thank you. Always good to be here. You know, Esteban, there's a lot of folks changing the world. You're in that category. You're helping to lead, to disrupt, and ultimately to change the world for the better. And I'd like to just begin this interview by asking you, what are 21st century skills? Great question. Great way to start. Um, 21st century skills, their traits, their knowledge, their habits, they're critical to the thriving in today's world. Um, they're a collective set of knowledge-based and soft skills that humans need to be successful in the 21st century, um, especially as, as we move through you know, education from kindergarten through 12th grade, post-secondary success, you know, non-traditional routes and you know, career training or vocational or college, and then moving into the workforce and adult life. These are the skills that are needed um, and associated with deeper learning. Um, they're based on mastering these skills for learning and innovation, digital, technical literacy, career and life skills. They, they are what you need to thrive um, in the world today. You know, that's an incredible description. And I think there's no one better uh, to be able to define what indeed these 21st century skills are. And so taking it a step further, Esteban, what are the drivers behind the need for these 21st century skills? Well, think about it right now. Two thirds of the youth today will work in jobs that don't exist right now. And we truly have no clear idea of what those jobs will be and the skills that the skill sets that will exactly be needed. Um, so that comes to the question, what skills do they need? You know, we're always going to have these IQ hard skills, um, reading, writing, arithmetic. Um, those are always going to be the cornerstone of knowledge and learning. But the workplace of tomorrow, you know, we're always going to need these experts, engineers, um, medicine, scientists, musicians, artists, chefs, choreographers, teachers. They're always going to have that place in society as subject matter experts. However, there's a host of complementary skills that support and scaffold these hard skills. Uh, a lot of times uh, we refer to them as non-cognitive or soft skills. Um, and like I said before, they allow someone to be successful in society, um, in your home, in relationships, to be civic-minded um, at the local level, nationally or globally, to, to be a good parent, to, you know, learners in school, in the classroom, to you know, someone new in the workplace or someone who's a veteran in the workplace. Um, these are skills that lead to learning and innovation, um, critical thinking, problem solving, communication, collaboration, creativity, and innovation. And these aren't brand new. They've been here for a long time. They've been part of our human traits and, and skills and habits that we need. Um, and they're definitely not soft. Um, they require complex brain functioning. They're based on science based on years of research on how the human brain develops, especially during early child development. Um, so those early years are so important, but these skills impact you throughout your life. And so as we understand that they're not new, um, what is new is a more complex society. 
And we, we live in a world where technology is changing dramatically. Just think about over the last two, three generations from TV to internet to, you know, from, you know, cell phones to, you know, landline phones, everything's so much different. We have a lot of information that's being thrown at us in so many different places than ever before. So the internet is kind of that nexus of information and that's rapidly growing and it holds all this information. And how do you interpret that information? How do you understand it? How do you use, you know, a laptop or, you know, a, a, you know, a collaborative Word document or spreadsheet on Excel? How do you use these things to work and be successful and help to digest all of that knowledge? Those are the drivers behind 21st century skills. Uh, and basically, as you look at these skills and the skills gap, perhaps, perhaps most importantly, how do the 21st century skills help to address, again, this critical skills gap? Definitely. So it's, it's that piece of how do you decipher all of this information? How do you create new knowledge with this information? How do you use tools to work collaboratively with people? So whether it's um, conferences you know, over, over internet and video or working on collaborative documents, how do you do this successfully? Um, and so how do we teach that in the classroom as a skill set is also important. Um, so that leads to another question, you know, what do what does skilling leaders for the future look like? And it's going to you know, rely on preparing our youth to access this knowledge, interpret it, evaluate it and use it appropriately and use technology appropriately. And that leads to kind of another question. Um, how do you use this information to think critically? to communicate, to collaborate, to innovate for the 21st century. And then on top of that, how do we help our future leaders discover purpose and passion, happiness, uh, the social emotional skills that are needed to, to thrive in society and to have relationships at home and in your community and around the world because we're so connected. So really what we're realizing that the days of finding the answers to solve real world problems in a textbook or taking a standardized test those days are gone. Um, the leaders of tomorrow who are in our classrooms right now, they need upskilling. That's gonna prepare them to be agile, flexible, resilient, and adaptable, and aware of society, cross-cultural, um, intersectionality, um, everything that defines our world today. So we need to give them those tools so they could be the architects and the problem solvers of those vexing issues that they're gonna inherit. Is there climate change and resource scarcity of water, energy, and food, or social political tensions that, that we're all facing. And, and it sounds like a heavy lift and it is, but it's the idea that the youth in our classrooms today are the leaders of tomorrow. It's not a burden, but it's a responsibility that we have, especially as educators or anybody working with youth to prepare them. Um, I'm gonna get their name wrong, but um, Jay Paget, uh, who was a social psychologist said, um, asked the question once, are, are we forming children who are only capable of learning what is already known or should we try to develop creative and innovative minds capable of discovering from preschool throughout life? And I think that's really what the 21st century skills really hit on. Um, so if we talk, our, previously I talked about critical thinking and problem solving and collaboration. To add on to that with technology and all this information that's at our fingertips, additional skills are digital literacy. So that includes information literacy, media literacy, 
um, and what's formerly called ICT, Information and Communication Technology Literacy. So how do you use these technological tools? And then skills for career and life. So how do you become a leader? Um, social emotional learning, social emotional skills, productivity. How do you hold yourself accountable? How do you work with people from different cultures and other parts of the world? How do you remain flexible and adaptable when things are changing so rapidly? And how do you take initiative and provide your own self-direction, kind of that self-determination? So those are kind of those additional skills that truly make up that 21st century kind of model and framework. Incredible description. And, and again, I, I can't think of anyone better to help describe what these 21st century skills look like. And when you say two thirds of people on the planet right now will be working in the job that today does not yet exist. I mean, that is just profound, right, on every level. And so, Esteban, taking it just perhaps a step further, what are the building blocks? What are the key building blocks for this 21st century learning and citizenship? Well, luckily, because of cross-sector collaborations, we have a lot of building blocks and frameworks that are at our disposal. Um, they're used across the world today. Um, I've used them in my career in higher education, developing pre-college programs at American University, GW, and Georgetown University. I use them now in um, working in on designs for new programs, K through 12, for Summer Institute for the Gifted or Summer Discovery, and in collaborations with IdeaGens on on the Young Global Leaders Academy. So I kind of utilize these frameworks and models which are, you know, have already been developed and steeped in, in research. Um, so I wanna point out a few of them which are very important that I like to use. There's lots of them out there, but here's some that I, I really see as, as, as kind of the top drivers. One is the Partnership for 21st Century Skills, the P21 model. Um, so it was developed in 2002 early on, um, but it's been worked on ever since. It's now called the Partnership for 21st Century Learning. It, you know, it's nonprofit organizations, um, business, um, National Education Association, um, United States Department of Education. At that time, um, what Apple was involved, AOL, um, Cisco Systems, Microsoft, um, Dow Computer. Those were just a few of the of the corporations that were involved, and they identify mainly a few skill sets that encompass kind of this entire framework, learning and innovation, digital literacy, career and life. So it, it goes much deeper than that, but those are kind of the, the three pillars um, that kind of lead that model. After that, I also dive into American Association of Colleges and Universities, um, AACNU. They, they did a study um, in 2007. They talked with universities who um, are part of their membership and um, did a lot of research and they have a recommendation on kind of four skill sets that every graduate who graduates from um, any higher education institution should have. They call them the essential learning outcomes. So one is knowledge of human cultures in the physical and natural world, intellectual and practical skills, personal and social responsibility, and integrative learning. So what you're going to start seeing is that these encompass the same things that the Partnership for 21st Century Skills also um, um, encompass, and they do build upon each other. The next one is um, the ISTE standards. Um, those standards have really, they've been adopted by all 50 states in the US. They're aligned to UNESCO's sustainable development goals. 
Um, but really what they focus on is how do you design curriculum um, using technology? So it's the base is how do you use technology um, to, to teach and to upskill? Um, and really that's what it's focused on and how do we do that in our digital age? Um, so that's a very important framework that I like to always dive into. The, the other one is the research done by the World Economic Forum. And so in 2015, they published the new vision for education, unlocking the potential of technology. And it was all focused on 21st century skills gaps and way to address it through technology. So you kind of see a theme here going on amongst all the different frameworks. Um, and they have 16 critical proficiencies. I'm not going to get into all of those, uh, but um, that's a great one. And, and you kind of that's kind of formed on what are the jobs of the future and what are the skills needed? But when you look at them and dive into them and see the other frameworks that I mentioned previously, they, there's an alignment between all of them. Um, the last one that, that I just recently have dove into um, and did some trainings online was the 21st century learning design. Um, so it's a free training for educators um, by Microsoft on their educator center site. It's amazing. Um, it has um, eight modules to it. And you learn so much. They, there's a there's a crosswalk that they take you through um, in learning how to you know design curriculum that's going to prepare students for the 21st century. Um, they provide you models and um, experiences, and you learn from people who are doing it already. Um, they really focus on collaboration, knowledge construction, self regulation, problem solving, innovation, and once again that ICT information and communications technology. Um, and skilled communication. So what I like about that model is that it really shows you how to put all of these frameworks into action, how to actually design a curriculum um, for learners at all different stages. And the other kind of reoccurring theme throughout these models is none of them would be possible without cross-sector collaboration. It was educators, business leaders, academics, government agencies from around the world that brought this all together. Um, and the information is out there, it's accessible, and if you are in education or if you're working with youth, um, they're there and they're available um, to, to access and to learn. Incredible, incredible. And so are these 21st century skills solely accessible through the formal education systems? I think I know the answer, but for our global audience, what would your take be on that, Esteban? So, there's different ways to, to engage. So you can um, engage if your school system, um, K through 12 is utilizing these frameworks. Um, that's one way to engage with them. Um, the P21 model really focuses on, you know, reading, writing, math, and you know, kind of the core subjects to, to learn these skills. Um, but there's also opportunities to learn these skills outside of formal education. Um, so summer is one of those opportunities. Um, so kind of going back to and looking at Microsoft's um, 21st learning century design is a good example. Um, they have something specifically focused on problem solving. And so if we look at problem solving and, and say, okay, here's a world issue. How can we solve this? We challenge the learner and it could be a final capstone project. Um, you know, it's all based on project-based learning. P PBL is usually what it's called. Um, so we could take a class like IdeaGen's Future Global Leaders. You know, we ask students to investigate the 17 SDGs and develop a solution. So if you dive deeper into that framework, 
during the summer or online, students can investigate the parameters of the problem. So they pick one of the 17 SDGs. They generate ideas and alternatives. They design their own approach. They explore different possibilities um, to provide a, a solution. They have to work within a team and within a group to actually do this. Um, and they design a coherent solution. They test the solution and they figure out what works and what doesn't work. And then they make their, they, they make their pitch. Um, so that's kind of through the informal education system during summer enrichment. It's asking students to investigate and solve a problem. Um, and then it, it scaffolds all of the other pieces and, and um, forms of 21st century learning. So, you know, critical thinking, problem solving, innovation, digital literacy, career and life skills. And through that project-based learning, working with other people, having to negotiate, maybe your idea doesn't get, you know, um, um, accepted, but you have to kind of negotiate and say, okay, well, let's do this as a group. Let's do that as a group. You're learning how to work with people. If you're doing it face-to-face, -face, there's some dynamics there. If you're doing it online and you're working with people from around the world, there's different dynamics in that capacity. You're using technology. Um, and so all of these skills come into fruition and you get to enhance them, you get to work on them, or you get to learn about them for the first time. So 21st skill attainment become part of the outcomes when we're asking students to solve real world problems. Um, and like I said, it can happen in summer, um, academic enrichment courses, online courses. Uh, there's so much out there that students can, can learn about. Um, more often than not, these are courses that they can't take during the academic year. Um, and like the course um, I did in um, Future Global Leaders, it, it really, focuses on the UN SDGs, but there's other courses out there exploring careers in medicine or engineering, technology or coding, entrepreneurship. Um, summer enrichment opportunities provide a place for students to really kind of dive into these you know, subject matters because you can really can't take a class like that during the school year at most schools. And this summer enrichment opportunities, informal summer opportunities, it's a time to upscale for the future. You get to explore purpose and passion make new friends and, and you get to have fun while doing it um, and, and make an impact as well. Well, and what I love about everything you said is that, you know, the, the notion of uh, the skills gap is so critically important. And you hear a lot about that. You hear a lot about the mismatch of uh, millions of jobs that are going unfilled and the upskilling that you're describing that's so necessary and within that upskilling, the critical skills, including those soft skills that are the intangibles that are so critically important as well as you know. And so as we look at you know, the future, the runway into 2030, the fact that the United Nations, every single member state, all 193 member states came together and agreed unanimously to these 17 global goals, which impact all of everything we talked about today. What impacts can 21st century skills have for these global goals? And then Esteban, you've talked a bit about this, but I'd like to go deeper on what does this 21st century education look like? Well, it's definitely going to encompass technology. Um, students are going to have to know how to work with technology. So there's kind of this assumption that, oh, students are, all, you know, youth are always online. 
um, or they're always on social media, they understand technology, we don't really have to teach them. But how do you use those tools to create new knowledge? How do you use those tools to um, to spread a message about a new idea or to work with the team collaboratively? Um, if you're going to solve a problem around food scarcity or clean water or solve any of the issues with, with climate change, you're not going to do that individually. You're going to do that as part of a team. Most likely, it's not going to be a team that's only local. You're going to be working with a global team, um, and you're going to need to use technology. So one aspect is making sure that we provide that technology and we have that infrastructure for technology and internet globally and we're not there yet and how do we get there is going to be part of solving that problem um but that's definitely what the future of education in 21st century learning is going to look like uh, making sure that we have access to technology and to internet Esteban Olivares, you are changing the world at Summer Discovery with all of the incredible work that you're doing. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? You're a global leader, change maker, and now with this title that you have, which is simply incredible and one of the longest titles I've ever seen, quite frankly, and quite frankly, also well-deserved as Dean of Academics, and head of new university partnerships at Summer Discovery, and also the Summer Institute for the Gifted. I mean, how are you doing it all? How can folks find out more about the absolutely game-changing work that you're doing? And then how can they get engaged with your work? Well, you can definitely um, look us up online, summerdiscovery.com, and um, Summer Institute for the Gifted. Um, let me make sure I'm going to give you the, the correct. Um, giftedstudy.org. So that is a new um, part of the summer discovery. So giftedstudy.org is where you can find us as well. And just look us up online. And um, we have all of our programs out there. We have blogs. Um, if you look us up online, you can also follow us on Facebook and um, Instagram, and we have YouTube as well. So we have a lot of information that's out there. Um, and the best way to find out more about us, engage with us, is to take a course with us during the summer online or on campus. We provide something for everyone um, wherever you're at. So um, definitely um, take, a, take a look at what we offer and, um, and give us a call and ask us any questions. Esteban Olivares, Dean of Academics and Head of New University Partnerships at Summer Discovery and the Summer Institute for the Gifted. Thank you for changing the world and thank you for leading the way.